Hey guys, it's Jamie. I just wanted to let you know before we start this episode of our experience at InkersCon, the live version, that we've been given an affiliate code to offer you guys a $50 discount on the digital version of InkersCon. You'll find all the information in the show notes, but basically you go to InkersCon.com, you register, and then your promo code is Jamie. 22 and that's capital j-a-m-i-2-2 all right here's the show welcome to the wish i'd known then podcast where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we are going to talk about uh, InkersCon, yeah. a little recap, and then mm-hmm. we're going to answer a listener question about like how you connect with other writers mm-hmm. and kind of walk through uh, tips and ideas for that. Right. Right. Yeah. It'll be really good, I think. Um, yeah. And this is not like a PSA or public service <laughs> anything about like going to InkersCon or doing the digital. However, I think Sarah and I both would highly recommend it, but Mm -hmm. just to give you some thoughts and ideas about what we heard and things that we thought about implementing. Yeah. Yeah. Just things that, and, and this is by no means like giving away all the secrets that were there. I mean, like if you are interested, if this is something that appeals, then, you know, there's a lot more online, but, but I will say that um, InkersCon it was like there was so much attention to detail on, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, you know, just the way it was set up and the food and the extra things, you know, the, the bags they gave away, mm-hmm. everything was very quality and very nice, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. is great. And I enjoyed that. And it's nice because it feels like it makes me feel like care was taken mm-hmm. when they were planning and doing all mm-hmm. this. So, yeah. So it was like very smoothly run conference. Right. And we both enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I really felt like a lot of care was taken too on who the speakers were. You know, mm-hmm. there was a yeah. variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for new people. It was for people who've been doing it. Well, not new people, but like people who've been doing it a while, but maybe aren't doing everything they could or should or right. whatever, yeah. you know. And uh, then people who've been doing it a while are pretty successful. So, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. And you could kind of pick and choose which mm-hmm. ones and they were marked like beginner advance or for all. Yeah. And um, it was, it, and it was people that we don't always hear from, you know, right. that, yeah. so there were some new names and new people that I had met before or heard from. So it was yeah. really good. So, yeah. so I'm going to run through some of my takeaways and then Jamie's going to run through hers and we'll probably chat in the midst of all that. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'll start off and say one of the ones that I went to and enjoyed was a session about merchandising. Well, it was like uh, ways to diversify your income. It had Kimber Swain talking about merchandising, yeah. uh, Amelia Rose talking about Patreon, and um, Tanya and Crosby talking about translations. And we've had Tanya on before. Mm-hmm. We've had Kimber Swan on, or mm-hmm. Kimber Swain on before. And so uh, we can link to those episodes in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to those. And I invited Amelia Rose to come on the podcast. So she's going to come on yeah. and talk about Patreon because- yeah. In that session, most of the questions were about Patreon. Mm -hmm. And I think that was because as an author, Patreon is like a good first step if you're Mm -hmm. trying to diversify, whereas merchandising and translations, that's a little more involved. Maybe it's like, I need to think about that a little bit, but maybe I can think about Patreon, you know? Right. There's more upfront cost. Yes. Uh, And Patreon, there's not. Yeah. 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 But um, the merchandising was really good. And uh, Kimbra divided it. She had uh, so many good things to say, but I'll just highlight that she said you can do passive uh, merchandising and active merchandising. And passive was you said you pull items from your stories. So for me, that would be like, um, like I create a T-shirt mm-hmm. or something that has uh, maybe the name of the country home on it that 
or the the village where my mm-hmm. characters live in the 1920s. And I create some artwork around that. And so that's like, you just pull that from your story. It's already created and your readers are already aware of it. Right. Um, active would be you build in merchandising into your stories, which I thought was really interesting. And she talked about that. She on the does that. Yeah. Where she has a uh, curiosity shop in one of her mm-hmm. books. And then she's also created an online curiosity shop where people can go and buy the things that are mentioned in the story. Mm-hmm. So that's like an advanced maneuver, I think. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, you might want to stretch out and warm up before you try that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 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 So I just thought that was really, really yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's very cool. It's cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And then um, Amelia Rose talked about Patreon and she uses this early access model where she puts her content out on Patreon, on Wattpad, and we'll get her to give a more detailed description of this when she comes on the podcast. But basically she's giving away the content for free um, on Wattpad. She's has subscribers on Patreon who subscribe and support her just because they want to support her, even though they know mm-hmm. they can get the material somewhere else for free. Right. And, um, and she said she's making a really good income from Patreon. And, um, but she, interestingly, she used it for like story feedback. She would mm-hmm. um, test story ideas with her readers there. Mm-hmm. Um, she tested merchandising ideas and ad copy and, um, she used it to create an art team. So she really is using it in ways that um, I don't think most authors think of. No, it's kind of outside the box. Didn't you say she loaded, she would upload a rough draft? Yes, she she put up her rough drafts. Wow. And I mean, I would not do that, but. Not in a million years. No, but, you know, I, I mean, I thought later I could, if I had a book, mm-hmm. I could upload it chapter by chapter after, yeah. you know, I would feel comfortable. I would want it to be edited. Yes. But she, she uploads her drafts and people read them. And then, you know, she takes it through the editing process and publishes it mm-hmm. later. And she said her, her readers buy it later, you know, so, mm-hmm. so it's just a different model. Yeah. And um, that was really interesting. And um, then I went to another uh, session um, backlist uh, using getting your backlist earning money uh, yep. with Elena Johnson. Mm-hmm. And um, she had a lot of really good things to say about just different ideas. And um, she talked about personal marketing events, like you create something to celebrate. Like you have a book anniversary or you started an audio book or you bought something with your royalties, you know, you mm-hmm. just what, and this to me is much harder because I'm not an events party type person. And right. it was mentioned a couple of other sessions as well. Like you create these events and I thought that's really what all the, like the furniture stores do, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, it's Memorial day. Let's yeah, have a yeah, yeah. party, you know? So it's kind of like taking Come that get mentality. a hot dog at the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and kind of applying it to us. Yeah. And so it may be thinking about that more than a release, like a, mm-hmm. like I must release so many books per year. Right. Maybe you release X books per year and then you have two or three events mm-hmm. that you promote through the year. So it was mm-hmm. interesting um, just a different way to think about marketing your books and yourself. And yeah. then um, she had so much information in her um, talk. But the other thing that high, that stood out to me was she said when she gives away a book for free and you know people sign up on her newsletter list to get a book, mm-hmm. she said her autoresponder is set up so that she asks them, hey, have you read the book? And there's a yes and a no button. Mm-hmm. And she said if they click yes, then they get one set of responses, different mm-hmm. set. If they click no, she said she gives them maybe like an ep- a couple of chapters to get mm-hmm. them started in the email and then says, hey, click here. Or, hey, did you forget where you got this? If you need it again, here's the link to get it. Mm-hmm. So that, and she said she keeps asking them until they say yes, because mm-hmm. until she said, until they've read your book, they're not ready for anything else from you. Right. I was like, that's interesting. Cause normally yeah. I just throw my book out there and mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, hope well, you until, like it. <laughs> it, until they say yes, or they get off her list, you know, right. that's, yeah. yeah, I think that's smart. Gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. That's so good. Yeah. So that was really good. And I, mm-hmm. it's made me rethink, you know, autoresponders and I still have to redo my stuff after speaking to Holly Darling. 
couple of mm, weeks ago. I know, I know. I still have a list on that. <laughs> so this can just layer in there, I guess, when I do that. But, um, and then let's see, I had, um, I went to an, a session about, on audiobooks with Penny Reed. Uh, yes, and I it did was, too. did you that do that was, one too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was really good. Okay. So for me, she talked also about events, like creating events mm-hmm. and doing promotion, you know, for certain, like creating things that you can promote to your audience. Mm-hmm. And she talked about using Goodreads. Now mm-hmm. I'd never, and she showed us some images where mm-hmm. she uses the review section. She doesn't give, like she has her book, but she doesn't rate her book, but she, you can post text and I guess you can post images in there, which I've never done, but mm-hmm. she was putting graphics in there and saying, Hey, this book is releasing, you know, three days until mm-hmm. release, or this book is just released or sale. And so she really uses that to reach people sort of like Alessandra Torre uses mm-hmm. Goodreads to reach mm-hmm. her readers mm-hmm. with a new release, but I've never seen it done with graphics. Right. Yeah. But um, she was using it to push, you know, the audio mm-hmm. and then, um, she talked about bonus scenes and she, so the bonus scenes are free. They're in audio and she puts them on, she's on authors direct, but you could do this from your website with like pay hip and book funnel. Mm-hmm. So you put that up there and they're just little short scenes that she's had her narrator uh, do an audio. And then she said, she'll push people to those bonus scenes. But then while they're there, they see, Oh, cause her authors directs, books are priced a little bit lower mm-hmm. than on the retailers. And she said, people go there and they shop and they buy and they're like, Oh, I'll get the free book. But then I'll also get this other three books that are on sale because they right. see the lower prices. So right. That's right. really smart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. I got some things from her too. Um, I'll go ahead and talk about those. Yeah. I already talked about Penny. Um, the, well, first of all, her graph that she showed that this <laughs> year, Mm-hmm. So she she sold her two biggest series to ACS. I think it was Audible, yeah, or yeah, ACX. or Audible, yeah, for so a limited she, time or yeah, something. Right? For a limited yeah. time, she sold her Winston Brothers and her Knitting in the City um, series, which are, are her two biggest series, to Audible, and they um, so that's not counted in this mm-hmm. graph of her income. And up to this point in the year, she is making more on audiobooks than she is making on her ebooks and paperbacks. Mm-hmm. And it, there's, it's been a steady growth over the last four or five years. So mm-hmm. I thought that was so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. One thing she said that I really jumped out on, and I've already started the process of this, is... Uh, about picking narrators. So especially in romance, a lot of times we hear, got to get the big names, got to get the big names. Well, I got the big name last time and they were great. And that audio book is fantastic, but it cost me $4,500. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't always have $4,500 just laying around. Mm -hmm. It's pricey. Audio is pricey. Yeah. So she does what she'll do is every once in a while, she'll use a big name narrator. But what she has done is gone to ACX and found um, narrators um, or found they're, kind of, narr- they're yeah. kind of starting out, right? Yeah. yeah. Starting out, they're hungry. Mm-hmm. They want, and then uh, she's used them and they have really taken, especially like her Winston brothers and um, a couple of the other series. Uh, taking them kind of to the next level and Mm -hmm. uh, because they're hungry, they want to get in the business. They really want to build their portfolio. So uh, I am um, looking into that. I'm already doing that because I really have this next book in the small town royalty series that really, I really want an audio book for. I only have one that I own, which is homecoming King. And uh, it would be good to have another one. Uh, Another thing she said, and I just sat there and looked at the screen and went, what is wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, is having samples of your audio book on your website, which I do not have. And even though I don't own the four brides books, I could still get samples and put them on. You know, that's not You can download them from 
I could download. Right, they're on ACX, right? On ACX. I could get yeah, it. so you can go in there and download the sample. Have yeah. them on your website so that in the links and stuff, mm-hmm. which I just thought was like, what is wrong with me? Like, right. why haven't I done that? That's so that's so obvious, but I haven't. Yeah. Um, she said box set like mad. So if you have yeah. a lot, if you have a big backlist, then you can box set those audiobooks and you can do it in any combination you want you could do two and two mm-hmm. you could do three and four i mean you could do whatever so mm-hmm. uh that's that's an idea and then um um i think uh, oh putting um samples in your newsletter i was wondering yes. about that she didn't say that but i think you could do that you could put samples in your newsletter um for that. I think, Wouldn't yeah, you? I think you could, or you might have to link to link, your website link, yeah, or wherever where they can it. play yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was, I, I've had, Adriel has helped me redo all my book pages on my website and I do have a thing where you can listen to the audio. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad that I was like, oh, that's at least one thing I've gotten done that I don't yeah. have to add. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is good to have that because it's something, it's just an easy way to market that we don't even think of. And um, another thing I thought of when we were in this session is you can use, um, it's a free site. It's called headliner. That's what it's called. And you can go in and create, you could upload your sample to that, mm-hmm. put a graphic of your yeah. book, yeah. put your audio sample in there and mm-hmm. people can listen to it. And then you can export that and put it on whatever, you yeah. know, social media you want. So that's another way you can yeah. use your sample. You can. Uh, one thing she said that I think is really important, especially if you haven't really done this before, uh, when you pick your narrators, you want to make sure that when you get the price that, in, uh, you know, <laughs> that was a funny story. Yeah. Well, it includes everything like it includes edits and pickups and masteries and um, all of that, because the last thing you want is for them to quote you a price narrate and send it back to you and it's completely raw and you're like are you gonna wait a minute mix that's this not, uh, yeah 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 that's not what yeah so yeah you want the per finished hour yeah right not yeah. just the and yeah. i mean I, I think that's kind of standard but right. just make sure that's what you're yeah, getting that's what most if yeah if you're dealing with newer people that might be an issue yeah 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 and if you're looking for somebody who's new and hungry they yeah. may not have done a whole lot of audio, right? Book, exactly. Audio books, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. That did you have anything me. else from her? Okay. Yeah. And there was so much in that oh, talk. So good. It was yeah. so good. Like I couldn't write fast enough. Yeah. So yeah. smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the only other one I was going to highlight was Becca Syme because she yes. did two sessions, and I always enjoy listening to Becca. And me too. the first session, I really didn't take many notes because she was talking. Me either. Just, yeah. I mean, it was just like listening and going, yes, I agree with all of this. Yes. Um, but um, one thing that we talked about a lot at this conference is um, she, I can't remember which session it was, but she talked about the difference between red water and blue water. Were you in that session? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was I think the, that, was that was the was second the second. Yeah, it was a success metric. Excuse me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, basically, she was talking about how the, you know, like the red water is where all the action is, where all the, mm-hmm. where it's kind of oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the the analogy is like the sharks in the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's, that's where mm-hmm. all the activity is. If you go over to the blue water where there's no, there's no blood in the water, basically Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's easier. And Mm -hmm. so she was saying, it's not that we need to produce more books. It's that we need to produce better books Mm -hmm. and by leaning into whatever strength we have. Mm -hmm. So that like, like for me, that would be leaning into my, you know, intellection and learner and including all those little geeky details about the 1920s that I love putting Mm -hmm. in there. And it sets my books apart from other books that don't have that. And so readers who like that will be drawn to that. And, you know, she just talked a lot about how to do that. And the success metrics Mm -hmm. was very interesting. And it's, um, she kind of ran through like, if you, should you do certain things? Mm -hmm. And if you have certain things that you don't like, then maybe you're not, maybe that's not the best fit for you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. like social media, you know, mm-hmm. are you a private person? Maybe 
social media is not a great fit or, you know, spending, you know, tons of time on social hours. Media yeah. May not be the best fit. <laughs> and then the funniest one was, are you the decider? And I yes. think that was more in relation to like your covers, your blurbs. Mm-hmm. Are you able to see patterns and figure out this will sell, this will yeah. appeal to my readers. And if you right. can't do that, She's like, you probably need somebody to help you. Somebody in your genre. You need genre. to find a decider. Yeah. 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 Somebody who can look at your cover and say, yeah, that's beautiful, but that's not what Mm-mm. sci-fi and fantasy readers want or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know. Just because because a cover's beautiful does not mean it's right for the genre. It, it yeah. just doesn't. And that's unfortunate because people usually pay a lot of money for beautiful covers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they don't really work. And but then yeah. they were sad. And they were really sad. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, knowing if you're the decider or not, and, and, you know, that's hard to know sometimes, but I think if you're really honest with yourself and you're like the thought of somebody coming in and giving you critique on your cover or your blurb or your book, mm-hmm. is very bristling to you, then mm-hmm. possibly you're not the decider because right. you're too close, you know, yeah. and yeah. and that's just and it, how it is. And, and it's okay. I mean, you can do it that way, but yeah. And, and over time you can probably learn, you probably yes, get better at absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, she pointed out, it needs to be somebody like, if you're not the decider, it needs to be somebody who has a good, solid knowledge of your genre Yes. and not like, you don't want to go into a Facebook group and get no. 500 opinions because then not all of those are going to be helpful. Right. And so you have to, and if you need help with that, then you can, yeah. you can find somebody who's an expert in your genre yes. and go, go to them, go to the yes. expert. <laughs> yes. And um, you don't want to go in your reader group either no. because those people have already bought that book at that, with that cover. So for them, and they, they love work. it and they love it. <laughs> For them, it works, but if you're not selling a lot of those, then there are a lot of people that aren't getting it. So you might want to think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that, um, that was interesting too. And you said going with our strengths. And I think a lot of people get a little bit like, oh my gosh, it's a drinking game. Becca signed the strengths. But you don't have to have taken the strengths. She basically said, you know, really find out what you're good at and lean Mm -hmm. into that. Like Mm -hmm. if you're good at, I don't know. Um, well, like if you're good at like writing fight scenes and sure. you love action, you lean into that. Yeah. yeah. And, or if you're really good at like snappy dialogue and that's what, you, I mean, it's those things that come up again and again in your reviews mm-hmm. that people say, I love this because blah, blah, blah. Like the banter is great. You know, yes. if that comes up over and over, then that's what probably you need to lean into for your writing and maybe for your marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the whole blue water thing too, you know, it's easier in blue water. Let's, let's take TikTok for instance. Yeah. TikTok, there are a ton of readers there. There are a ton of people you can reach. So the, the tendency is to try to do all the things so you can reach those readers and it's exhausting and mm-hmm. it may not be, you may not be using your strengths to do that and mm-hmm. what you're really good at. And so, and we just can't do everything. In fact, last night I saw a TikToker, she was an author and she was just weeping because mm. she, she's like, I can't keep doing everything. I can't mm-hmm. keep this up. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, that's it's, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah, it's to, impossible. Yeah. to keep up with algorithms. It's just, you can't right. do it. And I think that, are like the publishing, the indie publishing industry. Mm-hmm. We've gone through this phase where it was easy. You could put out a book and it was easy to get readers, you right. know, right. and now there's more content and it's more mm-hmm. saturated mm-hmm. and used to the answer was create lots of content mm-hmm. and, but your content will help people find you. And now there's so much content that your content has to stand out, you know, it has to really stand out because people are just overwhelmed. I mean, they're overwhelmed with all the books. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the, that was like one of the big Mm -hmm. theme takeaways. I think for me was just Mm -hmm. that um, the answer isn't always more books. Mm -mm. The answer is finding the people who like my books 
right. and just focusing on that and creating books that they like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and not worrying about all the other algorithms and stuff. Right. And eventually I think it's going to be making, helping them come find me on mm-hmm. like a, through direct sales. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually that will be the way that I think our industry is going to go. Yeah. Like maybe a couple of years down the road. Yeah, I think that so will too. be how we'll survive. I think is on direct sales. I, I think so too. I think so yeah. too. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have for like okay. my highlights. All right. What well, well, I went to a keyword presentation by Dale Roberts. He mm-hmm. is the self publishing with Dale mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I highly recommend you follow him on YouTube. He had a lot of really good things to say. Sadly, I did not have my notebook. Um, (laughs) I left it in my room. So I had to go back and get a notebook. But there are a couple of things that he did say that really stuck out to me. And I am going to watch it again uh, Mm -hmm. at some point. But one of the things is he was talking about um, keywords, you know, like the keyword strings we get Mm -hmm. on KDP when we're uploading our book. Hang on, I'll take a And so, you know, those, you can have a keyword stream. You, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be romantic comedy or small town romance. It could be small town romance, you know, rock star, yeah. fish out of water, something yeah. like that. Um, and so, but, so he said, of course, do that. But then he also said um, to Make sure you do not have KDP, Amazon, Kindle Unlimited, or anything like that in those streams, which I had because I had been told that that was a good thing to do at some point. So I took them out. Uh, Also, make sure you don't have other authors' names in your uh, your keywords. Now, I I hadn't done that, but that is something that I've heard other people talking about other advice. Yeah. 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 So that was one thing. And then the second thing he was talking about was uh, a plus content. Mm -hmm. Your a plus content is searchable. Um, So the keywords and the things you put in your a plus content are searchable. So he just said, make sure you're not, it's not image heavy and it's more text heavy. And then the second, the other thing he said was when you're searching, like when people are searching your book on their phone, the, your blurb is under the A plus content. Mm -hmm. So you want to, if there's a way to figure out how to get your blurb in at the top of the A plus content, like with Mm -hmm. the text box or something, or at least the tagline of your blurb in the A plus content, then that's something you might want to look at. That's a really good idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't even thought about that. I thought it was really good. That yeah. whole session was just great. It was really yeah. good. Um, I went in and was like, okay, keywords. But you were going <laughs> to the other one and it was merchandising, I think. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. So I just yeah. went to that one and I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, there's some really good stuff here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Things I hadn't really, you know, he he referenced uh, Dave Chesson. I think he and Dave, mm-hmm. he's a big Dave Chesson fan, which of course we all are because mm-hmm. is there a nicer guy in the world? No. Um, <laughs> but, and, and extremely helpful too. And so dang smart. <laughs> but yes, very helpful. But he did have a few things that I was like, wow, I just had not thought about that before. So, and there mm-hmm. were, it wasn't just me. Like there were other authors in there that were like, Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. And they were people like me that have been doing this for a while. So it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, then the next one I went to is social media marketing by Anna mm-hmm. Hong. And mm-hmm. let me just tell y'all, if you don't know who Anna Hong is, uh, Anna uh, was a writer. I mean, is a writer. She was doing fine. She was doing great. And then she blew up on TikTok and now she oh. is killing it. <laughs> and so she was talking about what what we've heard before, like pick one to three platforms that you're on. Um, and when you're choosing the platforms, you want to choose audience, the impact and ROI, and an enjoyment of it. And mm-hmm. so for her, TikTok is that place, uh, one of those places, and, and Instagram, because mm-hmm. she likes the pictures and stuff. So mm-hmm. TikTok, and then book talk, of course, on TikTok. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to say some stuff that is a little controversial, because <laughs> I've heard things 
I've heard it both ways. Like right. I've heard from people just build your audience based on your, on your personality and then your books and all of that, because you're not just an author. You're all the things you're a mother, you're a, you know, whatever your wife, sister, wife, whatever. Sister, yeah. yeah. A drinker. I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a lover of dark chocolate. That would be mine. <laughs> and so anyway, um, but Anna says, don't do that. Anna says, make your stuff book related. Don't like videos that aren't book related. Don't spend a lot of time watching videos that aren't book related. If you want to do that, create a separate account, which you can Mm do. Yeah. Um, You know, like and interact with book talk like like this. You've got to teach the algorithm what your stuff is about. Um, I did not do this in the beginning. If you've watched my TikTok, you know, I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I will say since I started doing this. Um, so it's been about a week and a half, two weeks, uh, not a ton has changed except the videos that I do get more views on. I get like a lot more views on. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like I, yeah. I haven't had anything go viral. Well, nothing viral recently. And so, um, anyway, so you can do that. Um, you want to niche down and use specific hashtags. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're writing, like for me, rom-com, I don't use just the hashtag book talk because it's so broad. I'll use Mm rom-com book talk or rom-com, you know, something or um, like Swoonie Reads. I've been using Swoonie Reads because Mm -hmm. um, the others are so, so big. Right. Yeah. She's not saying don't use them, but just think about, you know, don't just throw a bunch up there. You know, she is, I think she's Three to four, of uh, three to four, four to five, something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the same on Instagram. If you can find, like, if you use Bookstagrammer, then you know that's like got so many mm-hmm. followers, no one's going to see anything. But if you no. can find them that are more like a thousand to mm-hmm. five to ten, mm-hmm. you know, there that's a and it's a very specific yeah niche, then you're going to get better interactions and views yeah I but think i think tiktok is like that yeah, they want them on on speed steroids. it is it's <laughs> yeah. very sensitive yeah so um you want to what you want to look for is watch time comment and share so those are the three things that that tiktok looks at when mm-hmm. they are uh deciding who to show our videos to okay. so you always have want to have a call to action you know either like and follow or mm-hmm. usually it's just one like or follow. <laughs> Yeah. Or comment, just what, because people get overwhelmed or grab this book, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, watch time, she said, said should be like your, your video should be seven to 10 seconds long. And then if you're putting it with uh, music, try to find music that has a seamless loop that doesn't just mm. stop and start <laughs> over. Is that, mm-hmm. that yeah. gives the impression that they're still watching the same video? Yeah. Um, you got three seconds to hook a reader. So start with, hey, y'all, how you doing? What's up? How's your mama? That's not going to do it. I mean, you got to tell them what you're doing, what you, you know, like it's just for reference. Anna didn't say, hey, y'all, how you doing? How's your mama? She didn't say that. But but it's just like on YouTube when you tune in and people are like, I'm going to talk about blank today. And then they have like their introduction and like and comment and hit the thing to follow and be noted. I mean, I always skip through all that. I mean. Yeah, maybe how um, people every, feel about our introductions too. Probably just, true. Yeah, <laughs> we are aware. We don't take offense. Yeah, um, yeah. So three to five hashtags posting in the beginning. She did three to four a day. If you're below a thousand, if you're above okay. a thousand, one to three a, a mm. day is what she suggests. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, reels grow your vis your visibility and your um, account and um, so that's one of the things she said about that. And then the big thing that I took away from it was she said, take that content that you create on TikTok, put it in your reels on Instagram, Instagram, but then also post it to YouTube shorts. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now here's the deal. If you're using music from Instagram, I mean, from TikTok, uh, you need to go to Instagram and you need to uh, 
first of all, you need to take the watermark off because Instagram mm-hmm. doesn't like that. And Snaptic mm-hmm. will do that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an app. And but then you need to find that same music on Instagram, pick it, and then you can lower the volume on that one and mm-hmm. then just post the video. It still gives that artist credit. The credit, yeah. For the music. You know, that's okay. how you keep yourself safe. YouTube, I haven't quite figured that out yet, but I'm sure there's a way to do it. So I'm still mm-hmm. looking at those. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, it was great. She was great. I love listening to her. She was just really, um, she was just really sweet and engaging and really smart. So I, I love that. And I love seeing people, see people's success um, when they work hard. And she's oh, yeah. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I did an uh, email thing with Nick Thacker. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing I took away from Nick Thacker's thing is, um, that email is about your reader. It's about yeah. your reader. It's not about you. And I know that, like, we all know that. When I said that, you were like, yes. But when you really think about that, um, I think that that makes the way you write your emails, the way you service your mm-hmm. emails, the way you send your emails. Um, I, I just think it changes things. It's a completely different mindset than, mm-hmm. oh, no, what can I write? Mm-hmm. If you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would they like to hear about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what's in it for them? You know, all the stuff we know, combined tactics sometimes. Um, yeah, that was the biggest thing. I mean, it was all the stuff, you know, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was good. Um, then I too went to Becca's intuitive mm-hmm. ads for authors and yeah, I just listened because I'm an intuitive author. So <laughs> I'm like, I tell you how I do things. I just do them. But and the whole thing with that session was that that's okay. And that's mm-hmm. a completely legitimate mm-hmm. way to run ads. You just yeah. have to have enough information yeah. that you're making good decisions right. and you don't have to explain it to anyone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a spreadsheet, Mm-mm. you know, if Thank you God. know, <laughs> yes. If you know, you know, no. And I know, <laughs> I know people that are spreadsheet people and data people are like, having a coronary like right now breaking out in hives yeah but let me just say it wasn't me that said it becca said it so go to her because i <laughs> i won't be able to explain it so anyway yeah. uh, but she it was great it was so good but then i went to the facebook ads with, with mallory cooper and mm-hmm. you know she just knows her stuff and it was so good and of course mallory is a data stats yes. person but yeah. she really, she even talked about Becca's stuff in her thing and how good it was. And so I mm-hmm. love that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but she, you know, know your cost per sale, all of the things, understanding your audience. Um, she says that rank does not matter. She says right now, Amazon is not, they don't care about rank. They do like the orange tag. They will show mm-hmm. that. but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's so far. I mean, I'm not going to argue with her. Are you kidding me? She knows it. She knows her stuff, but, um, that's what, that's one of the things she said also to run low cost ads to a large audience and run a lot of those instead of the big ones, you know, to, okay. in the beginning to kind of see who's going to, um, you know, who's going to buy and who, what, yeah. All yeah. That. What's, what's going to, be clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had Mallory Cooper on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that link in the show notes too, if you want to go back and listen yeah. to that episode. Yeah. It was just really good. Think outside the box. Um, make your images and your um, copy trope heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever genre you're in, you know, just make those things, make it appealing because, again, it's like TikTok, three seconds at best Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um all of that stuff so you just want to really grab people especially now because the market is flooded you got to get you know um you got to get them when you can um so speaking of tropes Mm -hmm. i i didn't list this out um but i did also go to inez johnson's uh session Mm -hmm. and hers was on um she talked a lot about tropes in hers and it was more geared towards romance mm-hmm. um, and using tropes and romance and researching and figuring out what the market wants and how she researched. 
Mm-hmm. And it was excellent as well. And um, I could just listen to her right all day long because she's such a good speaker. Mm-hmm. But um, so we have her uh, interview that I'll link yes. to. And then we also uh, also had Nick Dacker on. Mm-hmm. So I'll link to his interview as well. Great. Great. Yeah. One last thing that Mallory said that I I thought was good. Uh, some I think one of the questions was, um, how do you know which book to, you know, advertise? And he said the one that will make you the most profit, not necessarily the most money, the most profit. So you need to know your sell through. You need to know your mm-hmm. read through. How much you're going to make if you sell book one in a series? How mm-hmm. much will you make on that series? And mm-hmm. um, you know that's really important. And, and she talks about that in our interview with her, mm-hmm. I think. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was good. It was all great. Um, yeah. Oh, run ads to your series page. Um, she says in romance, your cost per click should be 20 cents or under. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's sometimes hard to do, yeah. uh, but, <laughs> and to let it run, like let ads run until they get out of the learning phase, because if you stop an ad that's still in the learning phase, you could have killed a really good ad. They're still just learning. So you want to be sure to do that. Yeah. Run ads to your series page. Yeah. That was it for me. It was really great. I loved it. Yeah. It was good for my soul and it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that it was really good information. I still have so much to implement, you know, and sort through. And As you do. Yeah. 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 So, but also we wanted to answer a listener question mm-hmm. from Shalana. I believe is how you say her name. She said mm-hmm. she feels very alone in her current journey and would really appreciate advice on how to find genuine people to connect with who are independent writers. Mm-hmm. So um, we were going to talk just a little bit about like in person, like how you do that in person and then how you do that online. Right. So like if you're going to an in-person event and Jamie is the best at this, so <laughs> I'm going to interview Jamie now. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do anything before an event? Do you do any prep or like, and I don't know that you would do this, like you would do this intuitively. You wouldn't do would. this strategically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what do you do before you're going to an event? Well, I mean, you know, if I know, like the first event I went to, I knew that Julia Kent was going to be there and Julia Mm -hmm. Kent writes rom-coms. And because I was writing rom-coms, I reached out to her before the event and said, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Uh, I'm a new author and I'd just love to chat with you a minute if you have time. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that that gives people shingles right now. And there are (laughs) some people and they're like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I didn't even think about it. Like it just, it was seemed like the right thing to do. So I did it and it worked out and she was awesome. And I really credit Julia who we've had on the podcast Mm -hmm. uh, with (laughs) my career. I mean, honestly and truly um, she really just gave me great advice uh, she's been really supportive. And um, so, yeah, don't be afraid. All they yeah. can say is no. I mean, right. or, or maybe even just not reply. Like yeah, or not that would reply. be like the worst is <laughs> just yeah, like, no, or they don't reply. Yeah. And, and then, um, but you know what, that wouldn't stop me from going up to them at the event and introducing myself because yeah. again, they're not going to be like, nobody's going to physically hurt you. <laughs> Um, and if you just prepare yourself, you know, you're going to be okay. But, um, yeah, just, I would, I would, if I was going to an in-person event, I would look at who's going to be there in my genre that I might Mm want to say hi to or get to know Mm -hmm. and reach out ahead of time and say, Hey, can we grab a cup of coffee or drink or, you know, or just, Hey, I really would love to meet you and say hi. And, um, before the event, so that when you come bounding up to them, uh, as I've told the Susan Elizabeth Phillips story before um, they're not afraid and they don't call the police. Uh, so <laughs> that's but, not the reaction you want. Yeah, yeah, it's not the reaction you want. <laughs> but besides that, so yeah, that's the pre-work I would do. I mean, if yeah. I was going to do any, yeah. Yeah. But so the lesson there is just like, go ahead and be brave. If you're feel intimidated, just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it because chances are, people who are going are also wanting to connect 
with other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And even and if you can find people that are kind of like, like there are people that I would want to meet that like inspired me. And I would be like going to conferences to meet them. Mm-hmm. But then the best connections I've made are people who are kind of at my stage. Yep. And like we would go through things together. The very, mm-hmm. very first writer's conference I ever went to, I met three Absolutely. ladies who were also just mm-hmm. starting out. Mm-hmm. And we formed a group blog back mm-hmm. back in the olden days, you know, mm-hmm. when that was like pretty much all you could do for marketing. Mm-hmm. And we did that for years and we got to know each other really well and we helped each other out. And mm-hmm. so that I think. And you just, you know, meet people and just talk and chat. And mm-hmm. um, another thing that I found during the conference is if you volunteer mm-hmm. to do something, because a lot of times they'll send out a call for volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's like a structured way yes. to get to know a couple people. And so sign up for that because then you're going to meet at least two or three people mm-hmm. while you're, you know, handing yeah. out badges or whatever. Right, right. exactly. You know, Checking so, people. In. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Um do you have another question? Well, I'll just say like when you're in a, like when the conference is going on, mm-hmm. what do you like in my mind, I always have kind of a list of things that I can talk to people about. Yeah. Do you have certain things that you ask people about just to um, keep the conversation going? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's one thing like, um, and this has happened a couple of times because also I am a helper. Like I'm yeah. a number one, I mean, number two on the Enneagram. So I'm a helper. So literally mm-hmm. if I see somebody walking mm-hmm. around, like looking around, I will go and get them and bring them to our table because I cannot stand the thought of them just wandering around yeah. by themselves. Yeah. So, um, but then when you do that, like if somebody does that to you or you meet some new people, talk about the, like, ask them questions about them. That's, mm, yes. you know, that's the best way to actually, um, connect. Yes. Like you may sit at a table with people and they're going to ask you, what do you write? Blah, blah, blah. And you tell them, but then when it comes time to, to either reciprocate or just to get involved in conversation, everything else comes right back around to you. Um, that's, that's not always great. It's not yeah. a good way to make a genuine connection. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't say no. If somebody invites you to go with them or say, go with them, mm-hmm. like, don't say no, just because it's uncomfortable. And I get it. Like, it's easy for me to say that because I'm mm-hmm. an extrovert. I think mm-hmm. I'm an introvert extrovert, but, but I'm more extroverted. And, but still it's, like you're not gonna die. I promise you're not. It's gonna <laughs> and you'll be glad you'll when be you glad. go home because yes. you met people and talked to people. And like for me, I always ask, like, you know, what do you write? Mm-hmm. And then you know, we can dive into that subject for a while. Mm-hmm. And then where are you from? Yep. You know, how was your? How'd you get here? Did you fly? Did you drive? You know, just yep. different things. And then like as you get into the conversation, you can pull out more. Mm-hmm information you know like if they say you know i write sci-fi i'd be like oh mm-hmm. well i don't write sci-fi tell me what how mm-hmm. how does that go for marketing or you know mm-hmm. like just get just you know keep the conversational ball rolling mm-hmm. as best mm-hmm. you can and then i would say find somebody else who's more extroverted than mm-hmm. you and, mm-hmm. and hang out with them that's what i do with jamie i'm like jamie will make sure i meet all the people <laughs> <laughs> that's my tip <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I just introduce myself. I mean, like, I don't, it's not because I think they want to know who I am. It's just because I want to know who they are. I mean, you yeah. know, and it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this conference was a little different because I was not feeling my most confident. Um, mm-hmm. it, well, I think that this conference did feel kind of weird because it was like the first big event yes. I'd been to and you too, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Like uh, no, I COVID. Gone, uh, excuse me. I had gone to 20 books. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But, but I did talk to a lot I of people. I knew a lot of people there, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I did talk to a lot of people who said it felt really weird. And it mm-hmm. did feel a little strange, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was good. You know, yeah, we were um, glad to be there. But I did. There were times I was like, wow, I've had enough people. And I got to go up to my room for yeah, like 15, too. 20 minutes. Yeah. And just take a break. Mm -hmm. So that's totally fine too. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Just just smile and nod your head and 
Mm -hmm. know, just be part of the group. And if you meet somebody that writes sci-fi and you write romance, then go, hey, have you met so-and-so? They they write sci-fi. And then you can connect them up. Mm -hmm. And that makes you feel good. Plus, if they meet somebody, they might connect you, you know? Yeah, Yeah. very true. It's really about doing for others. And it's easy to get focused on ourselves, which I'm as guilty of as the next person. You know, where are they going to think of me? I'm not writing right now. My sales aren't as good as they used to be right now. You know, I mean, it's all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They're all thinking the same things about them. And, you know, it's really unfair to compare our insides to other people's outsides yeah. and because we all put on our best face when we're at these things. So, yeah. Just and the assumptions we make are often incorrect. Very you know? incorrect. Yeah. 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 Well, so do you do anything afterwards? Like when you go home, do you mm-hmm. like stay in touch with people? How do you do that? Yeah. If it's somebody I really liked or somebody I felt like we really connected, I will send an email or talk or, you know, text or. You know, yeah, whatever, just depending on how. I mean, it's not like a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody I posted about the conference and then a couple of the people that we hung out with posted. And I was like, oh, I love meeting you. It was so mm-hmm. fun. And, you know, I mean, that that's really all you have to do. And yeah. but if it's somebody you really connect with and you know that, you know, I mean, when I was at RAM, I, I just really connected with um, Ilsa Madden Mills. And, mm-hmm. uh, shockingly she's she connected with me and so we are great friends and so we we email and call and text all the time but um we don't um you know I don't do that with everybody so, yeah. yeah 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 well I think those are all good tips and it's all very much common sense but sometimes you just need to hear somebody else say it so hopefully you just that need helps to know, first of all you're not alone everyone else everything you're thinking and feeling in your head Everyone else is feeling the same thing. And I know mm-hmm. you don't believe that, but I promise it's, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, online. So if like, if you can't go to a conference um, or, you know, you're just more comfortable online. Um, I was trying to think of some tips for connecting with people online. Cause some people can't travel, especially right. like if they're, you know, like if mm-hmm. you're in a yeah, place like wherever. Australia or yeah. somewhere that it's or harder have- to get to conferences. Yeah. Um, I would do pretty much the same thing. If I saw people that were going to be on in the online thing that I had wanted to meet or talk to, I would reach out to them and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's all pretty much the same thing. Uh, Go to groups that you've heard other people talk about how good they Mm -hmm. are. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I would say like Facebook groups can help you connect with other authors. But when you go to a group, be in there for a while without commenting. Just yeah, that's always smart. Listen. That way you can see the tone of the group. You can see how people respond when other people ask questions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then if it's a toxic environment, run like hell. I mean, yeah. just do not stay in. You're not going to fix it. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say Facebook groups are a good place to find authors because almost every um, author related thing right. has a Facebook group. Right. And um, another thing I found is like group promos. Um, mm-hmm. If you can find the authors in your genre that are doing a group promo, you can kind of get to know people that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had authors just reach out to me and send me an email and say, Hey, I write in your genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would you like to do a newsletter swap? Mm-hmm. Would you like to mm-hmm. you know, do this promo? And sometimes I can't do the promo or I don't do the promo, but I've met that person online, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's another way is just send a little email, send a message, you know, Hey, love your books. And we write in the same genre. I just want to say hello and, you know, introduce myself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And you know, y'all know Sarah, Sarah, if Sarah does tell somebody, no, she's not mean. She's nice. She just can't do it. A lot of times I'm like, I'm just overwhelmed. I can't add anything else to my plate right now. Yeah. If people say no, it's not personal. It's just, I mean, the best thing you can do, honestly, in this business is give people the benefit of the doubt and um, just assume they're as overwhelmed and crazy as you are. Mm -hmm. And then don't be, you know, mean. Uh, That's the other thing. But, you know, most people aren't mean. They're just... They don't, 
They don't think about what they say before they say it. Yeah. 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 That's the biggest yeah. problem. So, yeah. um, yeah, those are the ways I would connect with groups. Uh, you know, if there's somebody, if you keep seeing the same people pop up in your, um, uh, like in your groups, if people keep saying they're reading certain books and those books are like your books, you mm-hmm. might say, Hey, my readers, you might reach out and say, Hey, my readers really love your books. Mm-hmm. Would you want to do a promo? And if you organize the promo, mm-hmm. most people will do it because they don't want to yeah. do the work. So that's a good way to do it too. Yeah. I think that's a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, should we, let's see, I think we had one other question. Yeah. And it was um, how to search for an editor and cover designer. So um, I think we've not related this, to, haven't we? yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, we can answer it again. I don't mind. Yeah. Maybe asking, asking friends. Yeah. 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 Asking friends, asking people in your genre uh, who they use going to the um, going to books you know, like in the look inside uh, on Amazon, a lot of books in your genre on the copyright page, a lot of people will say who their editor and cover designers are. So you can just reach out that way. That would be my suggestion. I, um, in fact, I've done that. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. I just kept a list Mm -hmm. of, uh, people who thank their cover designer in their acknowledgements or mm-hmm. like it's on the copyright page, mm-hmm. which you can see in the look inside. Mm-hmm. And um, so for, yeah. And, and ask just like Jimmy said mm-hmm. in groups, mm-hmm. once you have an author group and you have some people that, you know, just say, Hey, who do you use? Do you recommend anybody? Mm-hmm. And um, you can always, you know, I would always go with personal recommendations first. I would you can do. always do an internet search and bring up, you know, editors and mm-hmm. you can look at their client list and, mm-hmm. you know, normally they'll have, you know, people I've worked with mm-hmm. or they'll do a uh, sample edit. Yep. And I would yeah. always get a sample edit. I mean, I wouldn't get a sample edit from 10 different yeah. editors, but once you've kind of narrowed it down, I would get a mm-hmm. sample edit. Yeah. Most of them will do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say develop a network of, authors that you can yep. check with and then kind of call from that first. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work out, then, you know, just keep searching and looking at the books that you read for um, designers and editors. And, and I list my editors too in my mm-hmm. books. So you may be able to find those too. So, yeah. Too. yeah. So it's just a process and it just takes time. And right. yeah. And if it's, you know, I would expect to to take a while to mm-hmm. kind of because you have to vet them really mm-hmm. to to know that they're right for you. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's I think me. that covers everything. Yeah. So we are up to date on InkersCon and connecting with authors. And yeah. So we didn't really do our intro this week. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, my sister's doing better. If oh, anybody, good. if anybody cares, my sister is great. That's feels great better. Of course, she starts another round of chemo on uh, what's today? Wednesday, yeah. Friday, Friday. Mm. So, but mm. she did. Um, her hair started falling out, and mm. so she asked my dad to shave it, and so mm. it was a whole thing. But you know, it's not about vanity for her. She is just one. Of, I mean, I wish I had her resolve because I would mm. have already written six books this year. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, she just, it's a mind game and she has, she's very strong minded and she really controls her thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, but when you don't have hair, you look sick. And so yeah. that's for her, but hard. yeah, you know what? She's just her. And yeah. I'll tell you that she's doing great. I mean, you know, she's doing as good. And as long as she feels okay, we're, we're okay. And yeah. it seems in her symptoms, have gotten better since the chemo. So that makes us feel like we're yeah. back in the fight. And mm-hmm. so that's, that gives us a little hope. So, yeah. yeah. Um, other yeah. than that, that, that's about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have a whole lot going on. Doing, we did travel to the conference and then I'm doing some travel to see family. Yep. And it's just been really busy. So I'm just doing like, yeah, 
nitnoid stuff that needs to be done, but right. it's nothing very exciting or right. worth talking about. Right, so. exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's about it. Yep. All right. Well, you guys have a great week. Yes, and we'll see y'all next week. We'll have all the notes at wishinknowthempodcast.com. Thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast and Adriel Wiggins for all the admin. See y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.